This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with this week's edition of the Pirate Podcast. We're going to focus on football again with Lubbock Cooper. I'm with Chip Darden. Chip, I just mentioned this. You guys went from living dangerously against Coronado and still finding a way to win for, to, from all indications, playing one of your best games, not just this season, but maybe the last several years in terms of complete performance by everybody. I guess that's just the life of high school football and a high school football coach. You kind of like Forrest Gump said, you never know what you're going to get. It's yeah. like a box of chocolates. Yeah. Well, and, and in our district especially, I mean, I, and I think that's what our guys hopefully learn and understand that if you if – you, and it's not even if you don't show up. I mean, I think we're going to show up every week, but it's uh, if, you, if you don't play well, if you don't match intensity and – you know, if you kind of kind of think you can just walk out there and play, you, you're just not going to in this district. You you have to prepare well, and so um, I, I think I think that was a big focus of ours. Was we thought Coronado just uh, you know emotionally um, kind of they played like their backs were against the wall. They you know they had that attitude about them, and we just didn't match that. And um, that's why it was a dogfight. I thought in the second half we we did, and then we were able to claw back in it, but. Um, that was the deal going into the Emerald High week. We we had a sense of urgency about us that was different than the week before, and then you see the result on Friday night. And um, but I think win or lose, you've got to turn around and be ready to roll, and that's that's just the way this this district is. But it is it's high school football, but I think it's sports in general too. You know, there there's a there's always elements that you can't control, and then um, it, it's. I think what what we're happy about is we're just glad that our guy we're two and zero. Like however it looks, if they're both quote unquote ugly wins or pretty wins, or that doesn't really matter. You two and zero, um, and there's things even in the Amarillo High game that we've got to be better about, um, or else we're going to get beat this week. And I think you can just kind of continue that all the way through. But proud to be two and zero. We know in this district that every win every win is a is a big deal, and um, that's that's kind of been the focus for us. This is the cool part of your schedule for me. This may not be for you. You play in Abilene High. So you played Amarillo High that you hadn't played in five, six years. Mm-hmm. You play in Abilene High that Max said you've never played mm-hmm. in football. You got Tascosa waiting for you. You got Caprock waiting for you, who I don't know if you've – maybe if I think you've scrimmaged Caprock. We've played Caprock a few years back. It was like 14 and 15. Okay. Mm-hmm. But and then, so you – these four – the three Amarillo schools in Abilene, they're all kind of new to the kids, especially. Yep. Coaches haven't seen them in a while. So to me, that's the – when things got shaken up, you, you get to see different things. Yeah. Like I said, it's fun for me. It may not be – Well, and the, yeah, and uh, I've been telling our kids all week that when our schedule came out, like when we got the non-district done and the district schedule works out, like this was one of the games I circled just – seven-time state champion um and, and i think when you look on the all-time wins list any classification they're like 15th they've um, had a movie made about them yeah so. correct and uh one one state no nine i think that's yeah. the movie that was made about them and um and then emerald high last week their second all-time in wins and i think they've got four state championships yep. just like back to back that is some storied program some history um, it, but it makes me nervous too because I, I don't I think a lot of our just the casual fan they they don't see Abilene High and and think of them as a big game just because it's not Coronado it's not friendship you know and so but we've had this game circled since it came out we knew how big of a game it was and 
um, it's playing out that way. You know, there's, you know, you put yourself, I think whoever wins this game puts himself in a really good spot to be playing for something the last three. And uh, that's what you want. You want to get down there to the end, late October and November and, and be playing for something. And that's our mindset. That's our goal. But uh, it's a, it's going to be a fun atmosphere there. There, you know, and I know you'll probably ask me a little bit more about their team, but they just, uh, I look at them on film, and I think that that's what we want to be known for, kind of what they do. They play really hard. Um, they they don't – I think no matter the situation, you just see their kids playing hard and they play physical. And I think that brand of football wins, and that's why they've been so successful. And I'm, I don't look at transitive scores very much, but you know a couple teams they've played. Yeah. They played friendship and friendship – all the scoring friendships done recently, they only hung up three touchdowns against yep. Abilene High. And then Monterey did not have a good night against them. That was kind of an ugly game. Like I said, that that dope, that and the lint in my pocket will buy you a cup of coffee. Yeah. But knowing that when you see what they have done, what teams you're familiar with, you see how they've played against them, is that something you can use with your guys when you show video, say, you know, we did this against these guys this is how they did what they did to have yeah. success. Yeah, for sure. And that, and we've said that, that if you look at this district and you start comparing scores and say, well, this team beat this one, and you're going <laughs> to, your head's going to be spinning because right. everybody's going to beat each other. But I do think it gives you an idea um, of, of what they're capable of and, and uh, the momentum that they've got maybe. And, but yeah, I mean, you hold friendship to 21 points is pretty impressive. I don't care. I don't care if it was a snowstorm, you know, that, that's just pretty impressive. So um, we know that, and I think our kids do. And, and I think one thing you can look at with them is they've got four losses on the year, but those are the four really good football teams. Yes. And, um, you know, so somebody told me, I won't, even, I won't tell you who, but somebody texted me the other day and was like, man, your record is what it is, but I don't know that I totally agree with that. There's, there's different teams and different level of competition, and I think – They've played really good competition. So, and then just the bump from six A. I mean, they've been playing six A football right. for a long time, and that's. I mean, they they're no uh, they're not worried about a big atmosphere and a big time game. They've been playing in them for a long time. They come from what has been called the little Southwest Conference for years and years. Right, Jay and I were just talking about that. Some of that's still new to friendship. Yeah, I mean, they have big crowds when they play you and when they play. But you get into that district two six A. It's those are bigger town or big little towns, I should mm-hmm. say. Big, I don't know how I should say that. They're not shallow water size. They're they're bigger, right? And those towns all show up for their games. So you're right. Abilene High is used to a lot of people, a lot of noise. So they're not going to be. I don't can't imagine they'll be rattled by much of anything yeah. coming to Woodrow, Texas. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. And then. I also just think their coaching staff, you can just tell that, that they do a good job, and I think they they prepare them well. I mean, you, you kind of – sometimes you look at a team and you try to find a weakness, you know, not necessarily personnel-wise, but maybe what they're doing scheme or how they're teaching something, or, or you go, hey, this position group doesn't play very hard. You just – you don't get that with them. They're, they're solid across the board. So, um, just like every game in this district, it's it's uh, you better show up or you're going to be on the wrong end of it and might not be pretty on the wrong uh, you know on the wrong side of it too. I think I asked you this question a similar way not too long ago, because this and this is not to demean some of the teams that were in your previous district, but because this district is like that, is that easier to coach in a, in a way because you know, other teams are going to have your kids' attention. Yeah. 
Monday morning, is that does that not easier necessarily? Does that make the challenge of making kind of preparing them a little bit? Yeah, you, you don't have to. I mean, we're always really honest with our kids. I mean, that that's something that's maybe a little bit different. Like we're gonna if there's a game that we feel as coaches that we're gonna walk in and hey, if we play well, we should win this game. Uh, we we tell them that. No, we hadn't had many of those conversations this year. Right, it's, and that's not to that's not anything against your guys, but yeah, especially just, in this district, it's just we just got to play well. Yeah, it's just tough, and, and team teams are playing well. But no, I, I think it. Uh, Kind of the way we look at it, I don't know that it's easier or more difficult or anything like that, but um, I, I think what it does is we try to use every situation for down the road. You know, we're going to, you know, kind of no matter how the non-district shakes out, well, it's going to hopefully helps us for district. We we feel like this helps us if we're fortunate enough to get in the playoffs. It helps us there because you come out flat in the playoffs and you're done. And uh so you come out flat in this district, and you're you're going to have a loss next to your name. And so I think that's what it, we're hoping it helps us. Now, obviously, we got a ways to go to make the playoffs, but um, we're we're kind of using it and, and talking about, hey, this is this playoffs playoff atmosphere. This is big time team coming in. If come out flat, then you know now now we're in a dogfight to make the playoffs and things like that. So. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm not really answering your question. I don't know if it's more difficult or, or easier, but it's uh, it's 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 good because it's prepping us for something. Is kind of the way we look at it. I would imagine you're coaching your butt off every week in this yeah in this district. There's no uh, you don't get to take any days off in these weeks. Yeah, it, and I think our staff's done a really good job of that. No matter what, I mean, we we work. You know, our our thought process. Always a scrimmage games like you know. You say we had a game that we feel like uh, maybe a non-district game we feel like we can win by fifty points. We we also feel like kids are only have so many opportunities to play the game of football. Mm-hmm. So we're we've got to give them everything we've got, you know. And and I also have a feeling myself. I've got it. Uh, I've got it in my notes. I saw it. I don't even remember if I saw it on Twitter or in a clinic years back, four or five years back. But it just it talked about how not only the kids and their time commitment, but the fans, you know, if a fan's going to take, you know, coming to a game is not kind of how it used to. I mean, the traffic and getting in, and, I mean, if they're going to take three and a half hours out of their day to come watch it, we, we've got obligation to do everything we can to make it the best, you know, the best game that we can. So our staff does a good job, no matter if it's a tough district, easy, whatever, we're going to, we're going to give our best every week to make sure that we're prepared. Well, and this I don't promote my what I write very much. As you know, my father-in-law passed away recently, and I just wrote a thing the other yeah. day that said one thing he I learned being around him is to cherish the moments. And he was very much a sports guy, and you kind of just hit on it. Those high school kids and their parents they want to cherish these moments because yeah. they don't. But the shelf life is very small for high coaches. Coach a long time. Most kids get three or four years of sports yep. and then and some of them and you know some of them get one year of varsity right. football some yep. of my, even even if you're getting three years of varsity football that's that is that is a little window in your life but i also think it's an important one and we're gonna we're gonna give everything we've got for those games and we're gonna do everything we can to instead of making it 10 make it 11 and make it 12 and and do do whatever we can there but uh yeah it's a, a seniors i kind of talked to the seniors a little bit today and um, you know, they've got two two home games left. Yeah. We we Guaranteed do some things right, we could get a third, but 
you got two guaranteed home games left, yep. so better take advantage of them. Yep, we're getting way too deep and philosophical here. <laughs> yeah, we are. One thing that struck me, and looking at you guys, not just last week, but as the season's gone along, you knew that you had a, at least one dude up front in type elite. You knew Cutter was going to kind of be the anchor in the middle. Your secondary has surprised me, impressed me, both, whatever. Landon's making plays, Callen's made. Have they done anything different than you thought they were capable of, or have they kind of sped up the learning curve a little bit? We we thought our secondary had a chance. I, mean, I should mention Bradshaw, too. He's yeah. your, I think your leading or second leading second tackler. tackler. I think he is, yeah. Um, we we thought going into the year that our secondary had a chance of being, and I you know I, I hate to like compare years and say better than this year or whatever. I, I thought we had a chance to be deeper, um, and that they had a chance of being a, one of our best position groups um, early, getting friendship early, getting Wiley early, really tested them, and um, I think we had some challenges. We had some some times that you know we might have been a little frustrated and. Um, but what I think our one our coaching staff has done a really good job. I think of uh, giving them confidence. Uh, we we simplified some things and did kind of found Coach Lakeman, Coach White, Coach Perez, Coach Hooper. Those guys are coaching our secondary. I thought they did a good job of figuring out what we're good at and kind of simplifying and making our game plans that way. But I think those secondary guys are now confident. I mean, we're putting guys out there that. They are confident in what we're doing. They're being a little more physical. And you just it's amazing when there's some confidence, all of a sudden they play faster. They're, they're making their reads quicker, and that's what we're seeing. So it's not a surprise to us. Um, we had guys coming back that played some, but especially at the corner spot, guys didn't play, you know, that they might have played some snaps at the end of games, but they didn't play these in the you know you're in the heat of the battle you're right here like we got to get a stop to win the game and um, I think the only way you get that stuff is just by by doing it so uh, getting better. Um, I did this earlier with Jake Northcutt. I'll compare you guys to the Chiefs a little bit, and not to mean that you guys you know I'm a Chiefs fan. What it reminds me of in your secondary is so the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, so they had to do some different things with a lot more guys. Yep. You don't have Kyle Lewis back there, so you don't have that one guy that just can change a game at the in an instant. And I remember thinking last year that teams were trying to pick on Callan a little bit. They mm-hmm. were trying to pick on Bradshaw a little bit. That'll grow you up whether you – Yeah. I mean, you better get better or defensive backs, you can get embarrassed pretty quick. Yeah, that, and, and that's the thing with defensive back too is you better have a short memory because um, – Especially nowadays, and, and the teams that throw it a ton, like you, they're going to complete footballs, yep. and you're going to have great coverage, and they're going to complete them on you, and then you're going to have a coverage bust every now and then. And I, I think those guys have done that, and uh, but just their confidence level, it's been good. You see in practice, you see how they're walking around a little bit, and maybe a little chirpier, and, and it, which is good. It's what you want. You got to have a little bit of that in you, uh, a defensive back. But um, they're doing good, and it's it's a it, I, again. There's the there's that old adage like are we getting interceptions because the D line's getting pressure you know D line coaches the secondary coaches are butt heads on yeah. if it was a coverage sack or was it a you know but I I think all three levels are now starting to play really well and that's that's I think why you're seeing our defense have some success is they've got some confidence and before I get Cal and his parents mad at me he is a game changer whether it's in the defensive backfield or when you guys put him back there to return kicks. Yep. And he has – last year was – was he a junior this year? He's a junior, yes, sir. Because I thought even as a freshman he 
was doing some things, if I remember right. Yeah, uh, we moved him up late, I think, playoff time his freshman year. Um, but, yeah, you know, as a sophomore, I, he was one of our most explosive playmakers mm-hmm. and got a little bit on defense, but we, we try to get the ball in his hands on special teams. And same same thing. He's, he's uh, And even if he's not touching on special teams, he's making people kick away from him yep. a lot, which is, makes a difference. Yeah, got, there's a lot of hidden stuff that people yep. – don't think about. So you're saying that you got defensive backs and defensive linemen and coaches who are going back and forth, and I bet Cutter is just stands in the middle and just nods. Oh yeah, that's a, you got it spot on. He yep. sometimes he'll just crack a smile. Yeah, yeah, you got it spot on. He's got the perfect personality to be right between those guys. I think. Yep. Um, yeah, he does, and he that sucker's playing some good football too. He he, uh, you know that he's always been good at. Um, run and and kind of what just having a knack for the football sometimes like I know last year there's times that maybe the fit wasn't exactly right but he made the play he just he's just a football player but he's he's made an effort and coach Reed's done a good job of uh his pass coverage and he first drive of the game I believe it was the other night a really good uh pass coverage and he he's just he's getting better you know and I think a guy that coming into the year had 120 something tackles sometimes you don't think about how much better he can get, but he's improved a whole bunch and helped our defense. He's a quiet linebacker, which that's – you don't – I think I've told you the story before. His sister got the linebacker personality. Right. Yeah. And Kyle – He's got it. he's got more of it than you think, though. Well, he's, he's got some shenanigans in that locker room. Does he? Okay. Oh, yeah. He, he's, a, he's a little mis- more mischievous than you think he is. And I've told <laughs> you how I, I get him to talk to me is – I'll remind him that his sister really liked talking to me. Was a really good talker. Yeah, you can kind of see the wheels spinning. Like I better, I'm not gonna let her beat me. Yeah, no doubt. Because Kyle Lovern told me, I think I've told you a few years ago that if he was in a street fight, he wanted her with him. Oh yeah, and watching her play, I totally understand that. I'll tell you, I'll take Cutter on my side. Well, yep, you (laughs) better get get one on either side of you. That's right. So. That has been Chip Darden talking about street fights and football. This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with this week's edition of the Pirate Podcast.